1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, and today I've got a wonderful guest. Her name is Nambila Naith. Good morning, Nambila.
2: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn.
1: You're very welcome. Nambila is a dating and relationship coach, and today we're going to be talking about age is not your enemy. You are So this is a a fascinating subject, and I think that we're both quite familiar with this being an issue for many of our clients, aren't we, Avila?
2: Yes, very much so. It constantly just keeps on coming up with all of my clients as a block. Before we get
1: into that as a hot topic, may I just get you to share a little bit about yourself and how you ended up doing what you're doing and, and being involved in this particular industry to give our listeners a bit of a background about you,
2: Well, like everybody else, I started off with a nine-to-five job, or in my case, it was a nine-to-however-hours-you-can-fit-into-the-day job. Um, But I always wanted to break out and have my own business, and I've always had a passion relating to knowing about people, psychology, all of that kind of thing. So back about nearly two decades ago, i was looking for something that fitted psychology fitted counseling but all on the positive side and within the uk there wasn't really anything coaching was just emerging and i didn't want to become a corporate coach so it um i studied coaching for three years went through the whole coaching process myself went through my own journey uh, during that process and as things evolved organically, I started attracting a lot more people, friends, associates, other people I was working with, and it always seemed to be around relationships, Mm. questions relating to relationships, advice relating to relationships, and it just kind of, the niche fell into place, even though I probably um, resisted it for quite some time, because I've I did the dating thing then I went into confidence and then I went into other kinds of mainstream coaching thinking, no, that's what it, where I need to be. And then uh, around about three years ago, I came straight back into the dating and relationship arena. Yeah. I think
1: I- <laughs> for me, I think sometimes a niche finds you rather than you find it, doesn't it?
2: Completely. And I think it's just been exactly like that. It's not like, you know, like yourself. we have the skills to be able to coach in every area but as you said the niche picks you and it's not that we don't have the knowledge or the expertise in the others it's just that this is a natural fit
1: absolutely and I
2: think and I love it I enjoy it I love seeing people come together
1: Yeah, I'm me. And uh, I really sort of um, can see now, looking back in hindsight, how all the dots have connected for me and and why I'm doing what I'm doing and uh, why it's become such a hot topic for me and why I want to share these wisdom insights with uh, specifically women. But, you know, certainly you men out there, I'm sure are going to pick up lots of hot tips and bits of wisdom as well. (laughs)
2: Definitely, And as you were saying, the world is just changing so much. We no longer live in a society where things are for life. No. You know, that concept is just being completely broken. So, yeah, so lots and lots of changes happening.
1: Right. So let's get down to the hot topic then, uh, Namila. Age is not your enemy. You are. So give us some information around... Why you think this is a big issue for, for women specifically at the moment?
2: Well, a lot of my clients that I've been coaching, because we go through a set process of looking at lots of things in depth, and this is one of the major blocks that just constantly keeps coming up, where women get to a certain age in their mind, not in terms of actual age um, specific, but somewhere in their mind, and they think, that's it for me. I'm not going to find somebody. And most of that is to do with where they feel that they're too old. Um, They've basically been there and done it in their 20s and 30s. So, and I'm talking about the earlier part of the 30s, um, where, you know, that's the illegible pool within the 15 years of your life between 20 to 35 to find somebody. And if you don't accomplish that, then that's it. It's over for you. Um, And it's just amazing just how many people psychologically give up at that point and start putting up so many barriers Mm. and so many things relating to why they can't move forward and why it's just not going to work for them now.
1: Well, I I can share one insight um, that's going to help women straight away around that subject, and that is... um... I'm in a a ten year, just over ten years, we've been together with uh, my partner Paul now, and uh, we met when we were both coming up to fifty years of age. So um, hopefully that'll (laughs) that'll uh, encourage the listeners that are identifying with what you're saying uh, to know that you can definitely.
2: (laughs) Yeah, one hundred percent. I basically say to women that you should never give up on love regardless of what age you are you could be 90 and that's still okay to find love Mm. it's all about being open to it and it's all about as people one thing we you know again i've noted in a lot of women and i'm sure it happens in men as well that we get into our comfort zones because it's safe there we don't want to um, break free and get hurt again or have that failure and when we get to a certain age again mentally because all of this is mental Mm. when we get to a certain age mentally we kind of go into our comfort zone where we know our habits where we you know if we've been living together for I mean living alone for a long time then we are happy with our space and the way life is and feeling that somebody else can come into that feels like an intrusion even though they might really be wanting somebody Mm -hmm. but subconsciously they're feeling it as an intrusion of oh my god I'm gonna have to change I'm gonna have to put my flowers somewhere else because I've got to create space for another person so all of a sudden those become blocks which translate in I'm too old I'm never gonna find somebody."
1: So what's the process you start with then if you've got this as a big red flag that's being waved in front of you as, you know, wearing your dating and relationship coach head, you know, how do you overcome this? What's the first thing you you work on around changing that mindset for your clients?
2: It's giving them that awareness that it exists. So it's making them aware of the kind of language that they're actually using and the impact it's happening. I'm also an intuitive coach. So I do quite a lot of um, energy related work. And part of my coaching is really looking at where that block is sitting within them as well. So once they kind of realize the awareness and the frequency that they're using that language as a barrier, we start to look at why that has formed so we'll go back to their childhood maybe the first breakup maybe wherever that point of block started and kind of go really deep into the process from right to the beginning to the middle to the end which is you know getting them out of that and it's working um with them to find where that block is to then do a set of coaching i use the word rituals but i don't mean it in the spiritual sense but you know to release those blocks to change that thought pattern to change the language all of those kinds of things and then we'll take Positive steps to actually start getting them out there again, and you know, finding that person for them. So, could you give us an example
1: case study, you know, so that um, any listeners listening can relate to, you know, them maybe having a similar block and where it might have started? Would you be happy to share that, Ambila?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I won't name clients, no. but um, one of my clients basically um, is approaching her late forties and she as I was saying earlier on you know people get into a comfort zone and stuff so she has basically been um, single I was going to use the word alone but single for um, quite a few years and she's gotten used to her pattern of life being with friends work you know other things that she does and um, she also got into that mindset of okay I'm over a certain age I can't have biological children so therefore that means the pool of men for me no longer exists. Um, All the good ones are taken you know married already you know with somebody nobody's going to find me and what we did was basically looked at we literally went back to her childhood and looked at her first crush and looked at the impact that this had had on her. Because basically what she was doing due to that failure when she was in her teenage years was that she was constantly rejecting men throughout her life in some way or another to the point that when it got to, you know, after a certain age where most people in this society now consider them that they should be settled with children, you know, have that um, picket fence and all of that kind of ideal life when she felt she was past that life she just kind of mentally blocked everything and went that's it I'm not going to find anybody for me now I'm too old and I think a lot of it was also driven by society and the things that she was hearing Mm -hmm. from you know her Family, her mother, kind of going, oh yeah, but you are getting old. When are you going to have children? And you know, all of those indirect remarks that we, as women, make to other women. Yes. But we, but we don't realize just how hurtful and what an impact they're actually having on a person's life. Mm. So th- it was an assortment of so many things that, um, yeah, that just basically chipped away at her confidence and self-esteem. And she just felt that that was it. She had basically, now she was going to be spending the rest of her life as a single woman. And she just wasn't going to find the kind of man that she wanted to um, to be out there. So when we started working together, we really, as I said, dug deep into that whole history. because you have to go into the past to bring you into the current. So we went back into the past, really worked on all of those things um really got her to build her confidence in herself first you need to be confident in yourself and um and then once she was able to do that we actually got her out dating and um you know meeting men and realizing that actually men are also in the same boat yeah because because life has changed now a lot of people are finding themselves in their mid 40s plus and where they expected that they're heading now to the golden years of, you know, settled life, all of a sudden they might find themselves single. And it's like, I didn't, that wasn't part of the plan. That that wasn't where I thought I was going to be. Or women who, like my client, never really found that person. Because, you know, as soon as she reached her mid-30s, she put that mental block on. So therefore she actually stopped attracting the kind of men that she liked. And um, yeah, so her journey was a little slightly different, but, but yes, but she um, got out dating and um, helped to raise her confidence. She hasn't yet found the right person, but she has, raised her confidence in knowing that actually there are a lot of men out there
1: it's just great to hear that she's getting out and dating and knows that she can attract you know men. Yeah,
2: exactly and it? i should say that there's that she's recent dating so it's not as if she's dat- been dating for two years and still hasn't found somebody she- she's she's literally recent dating so from that point of view it's really great and it's also getting her out doing new things mm. which is something else she was afraid to I suppose try because she kept on um, and again a lot of I hear this quite a bit that people put off doing things until they think they find the person to do it with mm. so all of a sudden she's actually trying new activities which she may main- was kind of maybe not having the confidence to go out and do by herself, Yeah. but actually helping her to meet men which aren't in the dating arena, but just in the social arena, which is really far more comfortable because then it's not that contrived, you know, set up and stuff where you're kind of both going, Oh, is it going to work for us and stuff? So it's a lot more relaxed and yeah. And actually she's, Feeling a lot more happier and confident in herself. And the wonderful thing is the belief she has in herself that she is going to find somebody.
1: Excellent. And that's a huge shift in itself. And the thing is that I want to uh, reiterate to people that you don't have to massively think that, you know, I've got to change hugely i mean it does happen that you do change hugely over time but that initial first step only needs to be a small little first step for example i tend to give um the analogy that you know if a pilot is flying a plane and he just turns half a degree off course then he'll, he'll end up in a different destination so you don't have to necessarily take a huge step to start with it and massively make yourself uncomfortable in order to end up, you know, um, where you exactly want to be.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And that's one thing I say to my clients very clearly. I guarantee that you will meet the kind of men that you want to meet, but I don't guarantee that you will have an instant relationship. And a lot of that is exactly as you said, it's giving them the confidence to get out dating again, because that's what it boils down to, opening them up in their belief. That they can find that person yes um, but yes but just just doing little things and for me that little thing is raising their confidence in themselves it's just
1: taking that first step and sometimes you know uh, clients aren't aware of the um, negative self-talk or the negative um things that have kept them stuck um, yeah. until they start working with a coach are they they, they don't actually realize i think and, and, and then they think, oh, my gosh, you know, I didn't realise this was keeping me stuck exactly where I've been the last few years. And 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 again, it's not about beating yourself up once you have that realisation, because we've all done this, you know, and we, yeah,
2: we don't know
1: <laughs> what we don't know.
2: Well, exactly. I mean, before I trained as, as a coach, I wouldn't have understood um, listening to your language. That, that concept of what do you mean that I, I listen to what I talk? But why would I be listening to what I'm saying? Um, But as coaches, we're trained to actually hear what people are saying. So, yeah, it's because of that, that I'm actually able to give others that awareness of going, do you realize how many times you put yourself down or that you say that you're never going to find somebody? So, yeah, it's totally giving them those little gems so that they can take that forward with them.
1: Absolutely. I think it, it is a, around um, them getting that realisation that their own self-talk, you know, has been a, a sticking point. And, you know, if you're always saying to yourself and, and but not actually realising that I'm never going to find the right man, then mm-hmm. you live up to that, don't you? <laughs>
2: you, you, <laughs> you do. That- you completely keep on um, manifesting that in your life and you keep on as it happened with um, one of my other clients. An example, when we we were working together and one of her blocks was, I keep meeting all the men that I'm not attracted to and who don't live up to the kind of man I want to be with. Because she so strongly believed that those were the kind of men that she was gonna keep meeting, the ones that she wasn't attracted to, That's what she kept on manifesting.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And isn't it a huge shift when they realised that actually (laughs) that's the reason why?
2: Exactly. And those were the kind of men that kept on showing up and constantly saying to her, yeah, you're right, you're never going to meet them. So she literally believed so strongly that, um, yeah, that shift took a long time, quite some work to, you know, move. But um, yes,
1: I'm sure it did. So w- when you think about um, what advice and insights uh, and challenges that women have that around this issue, uh, another thing that came up sort of off there was that you said a lot of women have a fear around dating younger guys as well.
2: Yeah, it, th- th- this is amazing. I always find um, it puts a smile on my face because I am or was when I was back in my twenties and thirties, I was that woman. And I remember my friends laugh at me now, but I remember I would not date a man who was a month younger than me, because I was like, no, they're too immature, not going there, (laughs) and so so therefore, no, I need somebody maturer, even if he's a month older than I am, he's far more mature. (laughs) So it's amazing what we carry. From, you know that age and thinking not saying that in you know the 20s that men aren't um, immature or whatever but one thing I have realized with time and I think with knowledge and the internet and what's available to us that some men not all I'm not going to generalize but a lot of men are maturing and um, because the female role has changed so they also have had to change in ways and as well, so their journey has changed. And as a result, I am finding that there are a lot of younger men, and younger men—I'm—I'm I'm talking younger than my client age, so um, say mid-thirties onwards—are actually mature. They're responsible. They may be single fathers. They may be divorcees with children. They may be, um, you know, men who have a lot of responsibility in terms of their business or the jobs they do. So that there's a sense of a lot more maturity, you know, within them. Mm. And they are actually attracted to older women because one thing you've got to remember now is that women, a lot of women do not look their actual age anymore because the way we grow up older, you know, looking after ourselves, our health, hair dye which is a wonderful concept (laughs) we take a lot more pride in how we look and appear not in a vain way but just in a healthy way yes and that in itself means that we look a lot more younger than maybe you know our parents did or our grandparents did and um so from that kind of concept I'm finding that younger men are attracted to the older woman but without thinking of age as the you know factor Mm. they're looking at the personality of that person they're looking at the maturity they're looking at the confidence and not necessarily going oh but she's older than I am so therefore I can't go there and you know that whole concept is changing but and as a result I'm finding a lot of my clients once they've been through the process are open to meeting men who are slightly younger than they are and giving them that, I'll use the word opportunity, because it's still a work in progress for some, but um, to, you know, raise that confidence and believe that actually it's okay, that I'm not going to be a mother figure to them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I love that, you know, um, because I, I agree with you, you know, when I think about when I was a young girl growing up, you know, when I looked at my grandparents, who were probably then in their 50s or 60s, they really did look ancient, you know. And yeah. now here's me. You know, I'm 60 at the end of this month, and wow, I'm thinking, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't look, you know, any anything like my sort of caricature image that I had of them when when they were that age. Yeah, anything completely. like
2: that. And it, it's not only that, you know, exactly the same as me. I remember when I was in my teens and I looked at somebody in their 40s and I went, Oh my god, they're so old. And Mm. then I remember when I hit 40s, I went, why do I still feel as though I'm 28?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) So, you know, it's very much also to do with your mental age, because everything, as I said, um, you know, in my title, age isn't your enemy, you are, because it's about our um, mindset. It's how we think about you know ourselves and how we view ourselves and
1: I feel Um, that also you know we're um, a population that's that's gaining such a lot more awareness around our health and uh, longevity uh, yeah and we're a generation now that are going to be living far longer than previous generations do you not think that as well
2: yeah no completely it is completely Everything has changed in terms of um, the awareness, in terms of, you know, male mindsets. I have a um, nephew myself who's dating somebody older than him, completely fine with it. Didn't, no blinking. I remember, you know, again, as I was saying, using my example of being in my 20s and going, oh my God, I can't even date a guy a month younger than me. Yet he's kind of (laughs) like, you know what, I'm mature and I want somebody mature Because then I can have that life I want rather than, um, yeah, somebody younger. So, yeah, it's kind of like they're born with that mindset now. It's not an issue. I think it's still an issue with maybe our generation and the generation above. But with the um, younger generation, not so much. Because they're not seeing those things as a barrier. They're looking at the person. They're looking at, you know, who they are.
1: Yeah, I don't actually even tend to, you know, look at age as being an age. I, I tend to look at it no. as being, you know, rather than um, getting older, it, it's getting wiser.
2: Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. I speak to so many of my clients and friends and everybody goes, I don't feel the age I am. I feel as though I'm still about in my mid 20s or 30s or, mm. you know, whatever their golden Age or year was that's where they feel they are and all of that is always almost half or at least a third of you know the, their actual age so yeah definite age is definitely not no longer an existing factor unless you make it an excuse to use
1: no that's... Because again
2: I think you know it's a block is another excuse for you blocking yourself moving forward
1: so what we're advocating in, in uh, uh, all this language, ladies, is um, don't let it age <laughs> be a barrier to dating younger guys.
2: Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, go for, excuse the phrase, immature men, you know, choose wisely. But what I'm saying is give men a chance because they are a lot more mature than maybe my time. Um, you know, that they used to be concepts and thinking and mindset have changed a lot. So just be open to it. And why not? You know, if you get one date out of it, and you think, no, it's not for me, then you've not lost anything apart from maybe being spoiled for one evening, or, you know, being treated well. So um, yeah, so definitely just be open to it and give them a chance. And you're opening up the pool of men available to you as vice versa for all, you know, men. Yeah. Um so it, it's just about opening yourself up completely.
1: I absolutely hundred percent agree, you know. Um by having that mindset, I'm open to um dating men regardless of their age, you you learn such a lot through that process as well, you know, re- regardless of whether you actually end up going on a second date with them or not, is it's another matter. But actually what you learn as as a part of going through that process, you can take forward, you know, into your next dating experience, and uh, never think that you know, if a date hasn't worked out and progressed onto a second date, that it's a failure or or a rejection. You know, it's just feedback, you know, on on, exactly. on how you can um, you know uh, improve on what you already know going forward. Exactly.
2: Exactly, and something that you were um, talking about just prompted me is that even if you were dating a man your age or maybe a little slightly older, there's no guarantee there will be a second date. So, don't use the age as the excuse that that date didn't work. Mm. It could just well be that you, as two people, didn't work, you weren't a match, but that has nothing to do with age. It could be just attraction. It could just be, you know, not much in common. Um, So, yeah, so don't use age as the reason why things didn't work. It will always be another factor of why it didn't work.
1: And it's actually, you know, even if they're they're the one that are not interested in you, but you're interested in them, uh, you know,
2: it's, you
1: know, a case of, well, actually, don't take it as rejection either, you know, because... completely. It's they're actually doing you a favor because if they're not a good match or if they're not interested in you for whatever reason, because they don't feel aligned, they're actually saving you the heartache of being in a relationship with them that might not have worked out anyway. So, you know, be grateful, you know, if they don't want to um, progress it because they're saving you a lot of time and energy and wasted uh, emotion as well.
2: Exactly. And that's a really good and valid point. Thank you, Lynn um yeah it is very much don't take rejection as um something negative because at at the end of the day it could have been you that was doing the walking away and going actually i'm sorry it's not going to work between us so it's always putting yourself in um being the chooser rather than you know the chosen because you've got to remember any concept of dating it's a two-way stream you're both looking at one another to see if you're both compatible and if this person is the right one for you and you know vice versa it's never about you going into a date hoping that somebody's going to like you so that you know you're not alone so it's definitely you know going on dates and feeling powerful about yourself
1: yes definitely um very wise words ambela and on that note um going to have to wrap up this episode. Fascinating conversation. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you very much for
2: that. Thank you so much for having me.
1: <laughs> and uh, for our audience members who are listening to this podcast, who are really intrigued to get to know a little bit more about your, to contact you, what, what is your best contact information, Ambila?
2: My best contact and where you will find me a lot more active and open is Facebook. So come and find me on Facebook under my name, ambilanath.com, and connect with me, and then you can see my weekly live shows.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I'll make sure Ambila's bio and any other contact information is, as always, in our show notes, so um, you can find out more about her there as well. Thank you very much again, Ambila.
2: Thank you so much, guys.
1: And remember... True love starts with opening your hearts. And on that note, goodbye and see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts entwined.com. That's L Y N at hearts Dash -entwined.com Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.